This episode of the Rad Broadcast is brought to you by Tech2U. Tech2U strives to deliver superior technical services from professional and friendly staff while maintaining their principles of credibility, accountability, and customer service as they grow. With locations all over Northern California, Southern California, and Las Vegas, Tech2U provides in-shop repair, mobile services for residential and business, and remote service provided online. Tech2U repairs everything ranging from printers, scanners, screen repair, motherboards, keyboards, touchpads. They'll even recycle electronics. Visit www tech2u.com that's tech the number two u.com or call 888-340-8324 that's 888-340-8324 for tech2u the rad All right, welcome back to another episode of the Rad Podcast. Thank you for joining us again this week. And uh, we're fresh back from a nice vacation. I did post the podcast episode um, during our vacation, kind of checking in on where we were at, what we were doing down in Southern California and our experiences during vacation. When I say our, I'm not talking about me and the mouse in my pocket. I'm talking about uh, myself and Mrs. Brandon, who just happens to be joining me again today on this uh, on this week's episode, say hello. Hello. Good girl. Oh. Would you like a treat? I would. Good. Um, so <laughs> this week, uh, we, we've got some pretty heavy emails from some listeners who have been waiting with bated breath on getting our uh, responses and reactions to them. Uh, one of them is a relationship advice email. Uh, a, a, a lady who, remains, who wants to remain anonymous went out and uh, moved her life from Southern California up to the Sacramento area, and uh, she's with her boyfriend who's kind of been giving her some uh, misdirection, been misleading, has not been fully honest about his uh, involvement with other people, um, and uh, basically been cheating on her. And we'll dive deeper into it, and she's just kind of lost and wanting to know where she's at. Another email um, from somebody who's been dealing with some gender gender identity issues, um, and I know that we've been... She she sent this email in, uh, what was it, beginning June of June? June 24th. Oh. My, End of June. So it's not been too long. We oh. were actually on vacation when this was sent Oh, perfect. In, so. Yeah. So or she hasn't been- on vacation. She hasn't been waiting too long. Well, you took a vacation with me because so you're married I, to me. So. Yeah, I know. We, I am the mouse in your pocket, aren't I? You must be. I like it when you tickle me Call when me you're in my- pocket. <laughs> I like it when you tickle me when you're in my pocket. <laughs> um, but before we get to these, these very juicy, very uh, lengthy emails- I just thought I would, uh, I'd like, I wanted to address this, kind of get it off my chest. I've been um, kind of dealing with something that behind the scenes that I don't really let out very often. Unfortunately, since Mrs. Brandon is here, she she can attest to how much I really do deal with this on a day-to-day basis. And uh, unfortunately, it can kind of hinder us as far as just kind of getting through a day because... It can be stifling, um, and a lot of people, I think, can relate to it. So I figure, since this place is kind of an open forum for open-mindedness and uh, kind of a safe space for the snowflakes that we have on the in our prod squad, um, and maybe you can give me some advice, because uh, sometimes we need the advice, too. Maybe we need to reach out and talk to people, and unfortunately... I don't have too many people to reach out to. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I'm a little selfish. I don't necessarily like to share my problems with people because I, I, I take this stance personally that I need to be the strength, strong one. I need to be, I need to uphold an image of, I got it all together. I, I've, I've got everything all together. Everything's just easy. Everything's easy breezy every day. And I don't really have, any issues going on because I don't want to show any weakness. And I think I've kind of always been dealing with that type of perception of myself since I was younger. I had kind of had to grow up quick when my, uh, when I was in middle school, high school age, I was, uh, confronted with my, my mother's illness. She was anorexic for the majority of her life towards the end of her life. It was more than that though. She had a rare condition. That's true. I think that fed into a lot of her medical issues. True. I, I'm not going to go diving into all of her issues and everything that she went through that led to her um, ultimate unfortunate demise. Um, and early. Early demise. Early demise. Yeah, she was, was very sad. It was about five years ago. Five years ago. Five years ago, she passed away. Yep. End of June. Yeah. Yeah. June 26th. Yeah. Remember the date. Remember the date very well. Yeah. Um, 
And so uh, anyway, back to why I'm, I'm kind of spouting off all these platitudes here. Um, I've been dealing with depression lately, and I know that that kind of that subject has kind of come up a lot in previous episodes of the podcast, but I don't necessarily talk about my own and and I don't like to. So this is kind of an uncomfortable situation for me to be in. I've kind of been putting off this subject for a while, um, but you got to admit, though, Mrs. Brandon, that it's kind of come to a head and it's it's gotten pretty bad. To the point where it's it's kind of crippled me on certain occasions and yeah. and it's got it's been pretty frustrating for you i'm sure to deal with because i'm kind of saying the same thing over and over again without any change and without i guess i, I i'm partly to blame because i'm not really doing anything to fix it because all i'm doing is just falling back on the easy thing which is being self-deprecating and saying oh well i'm the reason why i'm i'm like this and i'm the reason why all this stuff is going wrong in my life because I have no control anymore. And, you know, you I, take the don't blame anybody else for your own problems a little too far sometimes. Yeah. Well, and do you ever ask yourself, like, why was even easier to take the, the deprecating self-deprecating road? Like, why do you ever stop and go, why does this? Why do I do this? Why does, does this feel good? Like, what are you feeding? I think it's easier for me. To point the blame on myself because. I can't control what other people think of me. Right. And I, and Which is I immediate- healthy. That's a healthy thought. I, I know. But I also think that, I don't know. I, I, it's hard to, it's hard for me to really understand. And maybe this is why I need to seek professional help because I don't, I don't really know the answers to why I do the things I do. I think it, it, it almost, the why of things that do the things that do. do, 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 do okay. Do, sorry. <laughs> like a squirrel. Um, I don't really know. To be honest, and I, know. I don't either. And I wish I knew the answer as to why I I, I get go straight to self deprecation because it would be easier for me to snap out of it. I I guess if I knew exactly why, and I know what it feels like to to feel good about yourself and be confident and and be self aware enough to be like you know what I'm just being hard on myself and yeah. and to a point, but it, it, lately. I've I've been kind of spiraling out of control. I know. And I think that I'm going to take some I'm because I do this. I'm going to take some blame for this because uh I think I enable you a little bit. How so? To be perfectly honest. Well, when you start self-deprecating, it's hard for me to take because I don't see what you're seeing. I don't see these faults that you seem to think you have or you have this idea that Every day is supposed to be peachy. The fuck it is. No. You're supposed to be able to be happy in the moments that are happy. It's when you're not able to get out of the other days is when you have a problem. I let I do let things compound mm-hmm. and I don't let things go. I know. And I, and I know that that's not very zen of me. And I know that, uh, to be honest, I don't, I, I've, I've been trying to live up to my own mantra. And I can't like there's moments where I can't even break through it. I can't break through my own insecurities and my own um, Mm self-doubt that I don't even see what I what I preach all the time about just, Mm -hmm. you know, being being one with yourself and, you know, letting things just be the way they are and 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 valuing the good things that you have. And I got it. I got to be honest, like. When I, the more I talk about this, the more I feel like I'm just a whiny little bitch. And, <laughs> and, and there th- he goes down is, the rabbit hole. And exactly. And this is exactly where it starts because I think, well, motherfucker, you don't really have real problems. You, what you're doing right now is nothing compared to people that are dealing with cancer, people that are, have, have mm, lost don't family Don't compare ones. yourself to other people. No, that's so I understand, bad. I understand, but this is what my thought process, that's I what know. my thought process is. And that's where I'm trying to tell you, you've got to stop. This is where you implement those mantras is when that thought process starts, you have to kind of hone in on, at least I had to, you have to hone in on when that starts to seep in. Where is it? So you kind of trace it back and then you can go, okay, well, it started here. So did you, I don't know. Did you fuck up on an email? Did you did you forget to send something to someone? And then this anxiety sets in and this little pain kind of digs into you. And then you're like, fuck, 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 
Fuck. Yeah, and I pick at the scab. You pick, and did you see? Yeah, I've been. I don't, you can't see this because we're on the radio, but I've been picking at my hand when I describe that feeling. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. You you keep picking at a scab, and you need to stop. And your mantras are your band aids and your neosporin. They're your neosporin, really. Neosporin. Neosporin. <laughs> what is so funny about that? I just never heard it pronounced. Neos- ant- neosporin. Neosporin. Oh, there you go. That's better. I just said it fast. Neosporin. 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 That sounds like a uh, a new version of porn. No, it doesn't. It's the neosporin. Uh, Sorry. Anyway. But you're right. I, I do tend to pick at the scab, and I don't really know. I don't really know how to get myself out of those those rough moments. And and okay, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Okay, is when you get uh-huh. into that moment, when you can, when you recognize you're having that moment, you need to stop and take a deep breath and step back. Okay, you got to get you got to get into your what did I call it? Your reptilian brain. Mm-hmm. Accept that it's happened. Move on to the next step. Plan your next move. Always keep moving forward. You always got to keep moving forward. Don't cuz you just kind of sit there. I hate myself. But you know how it is. You get, I do. You get I stuck do. in that rut and I it's do. like, well, I can't even see the positivity mm-hmm. past what I feel to be my own self-doubt because I don't know if what I'm doing is good enough. I don't know if who I am is good enough. I don't know if the the type of husband I am is good enough or but just in general, am I doing the right thing day to day? Like, am I making sure that my house is in order every single day to the way that it should be, you know? And we, we talk about this depression stuff like it's like it's this big, bad monster that that we can never tackle. And I know that there's ways that we can get around this. But like for me, I don't want I don't want to uh, uh, bring in a bunch of medications and I don't want to bring in a bunch of therapists, which I know that if I just sat down and talked with, spoke with one, I'm, I'm of sound mind enough that I would probably be like, you know what? Fuck, you're right. Like, what am See, I doing? All I, I hear is you being stubborn again. Yes. And I, you're just so stubborn about it. You're like, I don't need this. I can do this. Jesus Christ. And which I think is a good attitude, but you're applying it to the wrong place. Hmm. Apply it to getting yourself out of that funk. And I'm, I'm I'm no perfect peach. I, I mean, I went through an actual like mental breakdown. It took me out of work on disability. I was I was vomiting every morning because anxiety and and depression was so bad. And I kept fighting. I, kept going, I you know, this is just in my head. This is just a chemical imbalance. This is just I just need to get myself into the right headspace. But my environment that I was in was creating an even more. Uh, toxic situation for me. Mm. So, and I, I couldn't admit that I needed to rid myself of that situation and that environment. And only when I was forced to by a psychologist who against my will, I was taken out of the environment against my will by, by the environment and by a doctor. Did I finally go, okay, I'm actually dealing with something. And I need to implement all the practices that I have learned in the past from depression because as much as I didn't want to admit that I had it or that it came back and and it doesn't come back any easier. It doesn't. I feel like it comes back worse when it does because you get more in tune with what you're dealing with and you realize, okay, I know where to stop it. But if you can't stop it at that point, another anxiety sets in. That's what I deal with. I see a lot of what I deal with in you. Mm-hmm. And I like, I love you. Sometimes I just want to shake you and go, it's not going to be like this forever. You're not going to feel like this tomorrow or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday. Like I promise. Well, so you get closer to the weekend, everything kind of starts to feel better, but, but but to be honest, like, I'm not trying to, I'm trying to make light of of this discussion, but at the same time, I, 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 this last weekend, right before I recorded this, this is going to air on, uh, on July 17th. And just this last weekend, I, I, I was struggling, man. Like when, when I woke up Sunday morning, I don't know what it was, but it was just like automatically, I am a loser. I am just not doing well. I'm, there's nothing going right, which if you really peel the, peel the, the layers of this onion back, like there's, there's, I've got everything going for me. I've got a loving wife. I've got a loving home. I've got, I've got a great career. I've got great support system. I've got great friends that I work with on a daily basis. And we've been through so much together that ultimately 
there, there's just this core group of people that I know that I can fall back on, but I am so fucking stubborn that I will not reach out to anybody. And proud. You're proud. Because you do not want people to see your weaknesses. Right. I get it. That's why I don't let people see me vomit. Like that don't, because it's a sign of weakness. Yeah. And I, I don't, I, that's why I feel, feel so uncomfortable talking about this right now, because first of all, I'm talking too much about myself. Cause I don't, I hate, I hate like just giving myself attention. <coughs> it makes me sick. Clearly. <laughs> he chokes. It's make me, it makes me Here, choke. Here's the water. Thank you. And uh, I, I just, I, I really struggle showing any sign of weakness because I'm the one that's supposed to be the strong one. And I, I think that was instilled in me kind of going back to talking about how I was, when I was growing up, my, my mother was so sick that I kind of had to grow up a pretty quick, pretty soon, like pretty early on. You were um, faced with your, with the, um, your sense of responsibility much earlier in life than most people. Thank you. I was much more eloquent than what I was trying to say. Um, the, the idea that I was going to lose my mother at a very young age, which was kind of always a looming thought and idea, it forced me to just kind of take responsibility and action of my own life and, and having to kind of mature in a way that a lot of kids don't, shouldn't have to. I think there's a lot of lost of my childhood was kind of lost. I think I, I lost a lot of those lessons of, of humility and, and uh, you know, reaching out to people because I always had to just be the strong one. Right. And I, I'm going to say something that I'm probably not going to sit well with a lot of mothers out there or parents in general. Um, I think that we place too much importance on our childhood in some ways. I think that we place too much importance on, Oh, let the kids be kids. No, there's a time we all have to face some adversity. Mm. You faced it early. And in turn, you felt like maybe you got a little bit robbed, but you maybe didn't even realize that till you were older, you know? Yeah. And maybe that's what, maybe that's kind of what I'm going through right now because I, I, I've, I've had such a long run when in this career Mm -hmm. that I've never really had a chance to kind of slow down and really smell the roses. Right. And I, I, I wonder if that's kind of my, my inability to separate myself from the duty at hand. Like I, I, I don't have any time to focus and sit down and really look introspectively on myself and where I'm at in my head because I'm so hyper-focused on everything else that's going on on my day-to-day life. I'm, I am in no way blaming my job. Rob, if you're listening, I'm no way blaming you. I, but this is this is completely self-inflicted, and I com- I totally understand it because there's no way I should be feeling this way. Yet there are times where it's like I would just rather it's, not be alive today. It's never the job. I'll tell you that. Like I think it's easy to blame it on the job sometimes. I think it's easy to blame it on other things. Like. But you take the blame in turn. You go, oh, it's, well, it's my fault anyway because I'm in this job and I choose to stay here. But it's not like that. You're not actually blaming the job for anything. No. It's just something will come through that's like you've already done all of this work and then something will come through that you have to like fix and it's just a straw that breaks the camel's back. And it's not the actual size of that project or that thing or that task. It's just that it's there and right now you just mentally needed a break. Mm-hmm. And so it's... It's easy to, to, you know, blast the big picture mm-hmm. rather than stopping and going, okay, I need to just walk away from this right now. Yeah. You know, practice that like, like I'm doing this whole mindful eating thing, which whatever, it's a whole nother story, but m- mindful uh, self-care. Just mind be just be mindful of your body. Yeah. And like, if you're starting to feel like you're overwhelmed, and I understand you have deadlines, prioritize them. Take a deep breath, walk away. Just be like, okay, why am I doing it? But start asking yourself, why? Why am I doing this? What is this? Honestly, ask yourself honestly. I want to be clear, people. I have never told him to seek therapy because I was frustrated until this last Sunday when I finally was like, I have given you everything that I can as far as advice. This, I, I need you to seek a therapist because how many times, like, he assumes everything I tell him is obligatory. I tell him he's handsome. Well, you married me. Stop so. it. Why? That doesn't make it obligatory. I'm not your mom. I'm not your mom. I'm not your mom. I'm not your grandma. I don't have 
expectations of you like family would. For God's sakes, what does it have to take? See, I, I've I've made her break. I've almost he's, broken. He her. is breaking me because <laughs> it's just, because there's this other thing he does is that he he pushes me away in a um. It would come off as selfless. It's it's a save yourself. Don't go down the shithole with me. I'm already in the shithole with you. Okay, we're in this together. All right. You were carrying the weight when I couldn't, and I'm carrying the weight when you can't. And that's what we do for each other. That's a partnership. That's a relationship. So it's hard to pay you a compliment when you turn around and snap at me and be like, you just have to say that. No, I fucking don't. There was a lot of days there that I didn't say shit like that to my ex-husband because I didn't Mm -hmm. like him. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not obligatory. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's just, I guess, the the pushing away thing. It's it's easy for me to do because, again, my pride and my selfishness says, "Well, don't inflict this issue, this this minuscule problem on anybody else because it's just that. It's just it's my own problem. It's minuscule. It's petty. Like this is not even a problem. It shouldn't even be a problem in my mind. But then." But your mind makes mountains out of molehills. Yeah. And then it it, it drives me to the point where I just do not even want it anymore. Like I get angry and I don't think that he's angry at anything but himself. That's it. And it just comes out and like, just leave me alone. And and, and I mean, I've grown to hate Sundays. I I have. I know we had this conversation yesterday, but it's because there's just this mounting pressure that starts to build on Sunday. You know, there's work to be done prepping for the week. And I think that impending responsibilities, which the idea of responsibilities is, is what just kind of cripples you sometimes because they've been placed on your shoulders for so long. I had a very similar, um, childhood where uh, my father was an alcoholic and one of my first memories of him was at a rehab facility in Berkeley. I never had the stability of that father figure in my life. So it created this codependence in my in my world. So anytime my mom left, I was in tears for hours, like come home, because I was so sure that I was going to be left alone. And God forbid that stupid Dumbo movie that hit me so hard. To this day, mm. I can't I can't even watch that new preview for it without crying for the new remake yeah and the baby mind song like stop it right now like it's too much for me because that was that's what i thought my reality was going to be you know and i was too young to rationalize right you know so i think that we've lived a lot longer in our shorter lives than most people our age i mean i'm not saying everybody i'm saying we've lived a lot longer than the typical 32 and 33 year old person. Yeah. I think that's fair, but it's not, it's not to say that we're any better than anybody Mm -hmm. else. I just think that we all have our different, you know, milestones Mm -hmm. that get us to this point. Mm -hmm. And I feel like our path has been a little bit more windy and longer Mm -hmm. than most. And it's hard to relate to, to most people. And I think that's why I tend to not, let anybody in because I, I don't want to spend the time dwelling on my issues or explaining where I, how I got to where mm-hmm. I am. It's Wait. not even just that you're also afraid they're going to leave you again. Yeah. I don't, I'm not trying to pick at your chinks and your armor or anything like that, but I see it. I see it when we make new friends, you're like, well, you're talking to them a lot. Well, yeah, I ask a lot of questions. Yeah. I initiate a lot of that. I ask a lot of questions like, oh, what do you, you know, like, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite food? Oh, what is your favorite movie? Oh. Like, I'm like, hey, 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 hey. I'm like the happy little chihuahua that I finally found someone or, you know, we found someone that's on our wavelength. Like it's, mm-hmm. so I understand where that's coming from. I promise you, I'm never going to leave you. Okay. Yeah, you say that now. I, there it is. There it is, folks. <laughs> there it is. Well, see, I, I clearly have some things that I still need to work out, but as you can hear, as I work this through, I'm very aware of what's going on in my head. And, and if you have any tips or tricks other than, uh, necessarily going to a therapist, which I'm going to do, 
I, I'm, I'm actively seeking one. Your excuses were feeble, sir. Do you know how many therapists I have been through? Yeah, I know. And you just have to pick one and go. I know. And I, if they don't work out, so fucking what? Move on to the next one. I know. But you know how it is with my schedule and how things work in our world that yes. it's, it's not easy to just pick up and go, well, let me put my life on hold and, ah, and go take care of myself. Awesome benefit to the crappy psychiatry industry in our medical profession world uh what's that well it's usually a six to eight week waiting period before you can even be seen oh that's good to know oh maybe for somebody who's nervous about going not somebody who relies on a therapist it's like i need to see my therapist and i can't see you for six weeks but well, that's a pain in the ass there you go doesn't give me much hope <laughs> Oh, I don't well, mean to read on your prayer. I'm just saying you have time true. and you have the ability to schedule that out whenever you need to. And that means you can say, you don't, if you know what's coming in the next two weeks, you Diggity. schedule it for the third week and you put it down on the calendar and you say, I'm unavailable. True. And I actually did that this morning uh, prior to recording this, this episode. Um, I'm going to see my energy worker, Sierra next week. Um, fortunately, uh, Sierra Padva. It's uh, SierraPadva.com. If you need, if you're interested in any type of energy work where you know you can get your chakras aligned and and get some uh, get some of your juju, uh, oh, bad juju out of there. So much more than that. She does a lot she of. She helped me walk again. She does a house cleaning of of your insides yeah. um, as far as you know energy and she doesn't. It's not. Well, I can't say that she's an energy healer because yeah, she's not a, necessarily that's a uh, whole thing. qualified for healing certain things. Like she can't. She's not a cancer. doctor, right? She's not a doctor. Yeah. She's more of a uh, of a of a guide, more of a shaman, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. So, anyways, SierraPadva.com if you're interested in any type of this energy work. But it's been far too long since I've seen her, and she reached out to me today, and she said that because of you guys, because of the people that are listening to this podcast, um, she has been completely overwhelmed with work. And, uh, that's a good problem to have when you're, job, guys. when you're a self-employed, um, mumbo jumbo worker, as yeah. I would, would say, um, she's doing very well and it's all thanks to you people. And, uh, uh she, she's just grateful for, for everything that you guys have been doing, bringing to her because not only is she helping you, but you're helping her not just, not just keeping your business alive, but keeping her practice alive because this is something that I strongly believe that could help. And it's just been far too long since I've seen her. So today I made her and I made an appointment. So I'm going to see her next week. Good. Fortunately. It's a good start. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's, it's a good starting point. And I think also a lot of the way reason why I might be feeling the way I'm feeling is because we, we've had to take a week off from our uh, workout routine. We, we, before our vacation, we were going three to six times a week mm-hmm. to the gym. And that, that in itself is such a good self-care tool. At least it is for me because it, it allows myself to exert all of that negative energy. And, you know, if, if you're at all into fitness, you know how good it feels after you've, you've pushed yourself to that limit. Um, and I, I need to get back to that. So fortunately this week, I'm going to be getting back into that as well. I, I want to be clear. I hated exercise, specifically cardio. Like I would not do it. I lost a bunch of weight just by diet only. And I would like refuse to work out because it hurt. I just, I have issues. It doesn't matter. I just didn't like doing it. And then I just kind of kept going and I kept going and I kept going. And now I feel like I have withdrawals when I don't do it. So coming from someone who tried to battle depression her whole life without using the exercise tool. I finally started using it and it is amazing. It's amazing. Absolutely. You got to find the right gym too. That was my other mm-hmm. problem. Yeah. Got to find the right place. That's true. Most and, listeners know where we go now. So, and not, not everybody can afford a gym. No. So the, the, fortunately there's a lot of cool resources on social media and online that kind of gives you guides on how to mm-hmm. get started. But honestly, the first day of, of getting started is the hardest part. It is. Just getting started is the hardest part. And it's like the first month of getting started is the hardest part. True. But That's the coming first from day, someone though, who hates exercise. Right. But the first day is really the icebreaker because it, it, it helps you break that, that cycle of your mind of going, mm-hmm. well, this is going to be too hard because once you get going, it's like, okay, yeah, it's hard, but how good do you feel after you're done? Oh, amazing. You know? amazing. It's amazing. I walk out of there. I'm like, oh, I can do anything. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I miss that feeling. And, um, so I, I'm hoping that some of this discussion could be relatable and maybe you're kind of going through the same thing and, and maybe you have some tips and 
tools of the trade that that you could pass on to me, you can write us at rad at radradio.com or you can join us on our uh, Facebook group, The Rad Broadcast. If you just search in the search bar on Facebook, Rad Broadcast, and you'll find the group there. Click to join if you haven't already and we'll accept you and uh, you can start interacting with us. Um, but that's that's a good way of getting a hold of me and, and if you want to... Uh, I don't know, maybe tell your story if you've got it, and uh, maybe we can compare notes, and it's good to know that I'm not alone. I know that there's plenty of people out there, including my wife. I, I know that she's she's been dealing with this with me for, since we've been together, um, to be honest, but it's just kind of, it's kind of come to a head in the in the most recent weeks, and, and I'm trying to shake it. I really am, um, so hopefully it's not coming across as a bunch of whining and bitching. It's just the facts of life, and it's kind there of things you go, you go through. There What's you that? go again. What I do? Say, whining and bitching. I'm whining and bitching. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry about making this all about me. You know, it's okay. Okay. It's okay. All right. This is your way of reaching out. So how about uh, how about we move on and try to help other people? Let's no, do it. We've wasted. You more, take that long email time. for what I believe is going to be a very quick answer. Take this long email. You take it. I'll take it. All right. This uh, email is from anonymous. She says, it's a she, I'll, I'll go ahead and say that. Hi, Rad Show, podcast. I have been listening to the show for a year now, so I've recently moved, just moved up here. I'm guessing she's saying the Sacramento area because she expresses that later on. Thanks for all the laughs in the morning on my way to work. It really makes my day. And I just started listening to the podcast, which is like free therapy. See? See what I did there? I'm, oh, I'm using the podcast oh. for therapy. Okay. She's using the same thing. Um <laughs> She says, I really don't know how this works, but I would preferably like this to be answered on the podcast. So here you go. Um, I am. I, she goes on to say that I am reluctant to talk with my family about this because of past issues. So I don't really have anyone to talk to for guidance about this. I've been with this guy for almost six years now. We live together, talk about marriage and kids and our future uh, together. We are in our mid twenties and he is my first serious relationship. A few months ago, after we started dating, he admitted to me that he has been cheating on me. I was going to break up with him, but gave him a second chance. Everything has been fine, although we have definitely had our ups and downs through the years, and we have both changed a lot since then, but especially him. Ah, see, she's defending him already. You hear that? After a year of, law, of living is together... She, what's that? She, is she actually defending him? Yeah, I think changed she's saying... Changed a lot yeah. over the years? I think she's saying Especially that, him? Yeah. That's what I hear. I could take it both ways. I agree. After a year of living together, he just comes out of nowhere saying that he has been lying to me. Two years ago, before we moved in together, he said he met a girl at a bar and had a threesome with her and his friend. His friend that was involved lives in Sacramento and was the, was the main reason why my boyfriend wanted to move here. He doesn't say whether it's a boy or a girl friend, um, but a friend nonetheless that, that was the reason why he moved up here. She goes on to say, I don't know what to think about this because it was so long ago. He said he was drunk and wanted to try it out. He is a sexual person. He has much more experience than me. He was my first, which makes me think I am too inexperienced for him. He also admitted to me that he has dabbed with man-on-man -man sexual experiences before. He met me, um, and he did so while on drugs. Not meeting her, but the man-on-man -man experience is mm -hmm. what she's getting at. Mm -hmm. We had a discussion about this subject and he said it was just the drugs and it was just something he wanted to try. Also, we both agreed that we don't want other people. Meaning we don't want to be swingers and include others, etc. But he did lie to me this whole time about it, so I'm still confused. He says that it was the only time anything has happened from the first time he cheated on me to the present date. But I am finding it very hard to believe him because he has lied to me before. I feel that I have developed trust issues because of this, and I don't know if he is just a liar or if he will ever stop. Just recently, I asked him a question about him watching porn, which I have, no, I have not been bothered by until we lived together. And then I found out that he lied to my face. He didn't admit it. I found out by looking at his phone, which I feel like the only way I can get a straight answer from him, from him is by being shady and going behind his back to look at his phone, which I hate doing. I love him, but I feel like I am realizing that I just don't like him as a person. I feel that it taints the way that I see him now, which is sad because we go so well together. We have very similar interests. We are very close. We have become each other's best friend over the years. So this is very hard for me. 
We used to live in L.A., but found that it was difficult to live together in our own place due to extremely high rent. So we had this crazy idea to move to Sacramento, which is generally cheaper compared to down south. He lived with his friend, who I had mentioned before, for three months looking for a job in Sacramento while I stayed in L.A. So I took this chance and moved away from my friends and family to make a life with him, which sadly has caused a rift between my friends, family, and I. So I am basically living here alone with him. He makes friends easily, but it's harder for me to do so. I'm naturally an introverted introverted person. Also, I went to film school, and it's difficult to find film-related jobs here compared to L.A. So it seems like all signs point to, quote, maybe this is not the right place for me. Maybe our, fr- maybe our relationship has run its course. Maybe I need to work on myself and my insecurities alone, as much of my young adult life has been with him. But it's extremely hard to let him go after all we have been through. He is also very adamant on staying here in Sacramento, but I want to be closer to my family, which to that he says we can move closer in a couple years, but I don't want to wait that long. Our lease ends in September, so it should be in my best interest to decide what to do now. That that's why I'm writing to you for advice. Even though I probably already know deep down the answer I'm seeking, I would really appreciate some advice or reinsurance on how I should approach this issue with him. In the words of the clash, should I stay or should I go? Maybe I'm making a big deal out of nothing and everything's fine, but I just felt compelled to write in hearing all of the people you help with all types of issues. Thank you again. So, I feel like this is a pretty easy answer. I do too. I have one word. What's your word? Run. Yes, yeah, see, I, I'm kind of agreeing with you there too. I, when you when you read this, it takes me back to one of my first serious relationships that I got cheated on over and over. And ironically, the same guy taught me this saying, you're living in warm shit. Babies don't like having their diapers changed, right? They fuss and they cry. It's scary, right? You're just accepting a dirty diaper. Mm. He has sullied your relationship. I, I don't believe him. Right. I don't believe that he's changed one bit. I don't believe he had your best interests or anybody but his own interests in mind by moving up here. Simply based on the fact that you just said it. You went to film film school. There's more work down there than there is up here. Why would you even come up here? Because she loved him. I get that. But he doesn't. I'm not saying this is true. I'm saying what I hear. I don't think he loves you as much as he loves himself. Yeah, it sounds like he's pretty much set in his own world Mm -hmm. and doesn't want to hear your cries for, I I want to be closer to my family and friends. That's, I think that and the job situation, like take the lying and the cheating out of it. But that's such a big part of the reason why I agree with you that I think that she should absolutely run. I'm sure there's more that he's done. Right. But the fact that he's keeping her away from her friends and family and she's choosing so manipulative. Yes. And she's trying to side with him under the guise of, well, he's my first I've had everything going so on for him. So fucking what? Right. And and the thing is, unfortunately, letter writer, I, I don't like to play this card, but I feel like you're young and you just don't know yet. And this is not to sound condescending or I'm older than you. I know better than you, but it takes us, dif- it takes us at different stages of our lives um, to figure out at what point do we value ourselves enough to say, you know what? I'm not going to stand up for this anymore, despite what you've gone through with that person. Because if they're, if this person is holding you back from enjoying the things that you enjoy, like working in film, and if LA is the better place for you to do that, and if LA is where all of your friends and family are, then what, what is stopping you from going back to what, is true what truly means something to you and that's right friends family job this guy has done nothing but push but but been selfish all of his motives have been self-serving absolutely every single one of them and i don't i'm not trying to bash your boyfriend you're coming to a realization in your life which your mid-20s 
women don't really start figuring themselves out till like, between like 24 and 27 is a huge growing point for women, especially. So this isn't totally normal for you. I, like I, I read this and all I hear is you're scared. And I understand that. I've been there. I've been scared. You you know, six years in your life at this point seems like a really long time. But in the grand scheme of things, it's nothing. It's nothing. True, but it's also a lot of investment into one person. And not to, not to mention just having that person in your life for six years. He's not years, returning it. But moving and, and uprooting yeah. your life and dulling up. And, You've given so much to him and, and he, he's given nothing in return. And all you've all you've been given is doubt. You have a garden of doubt. And every time you walk into that house, you go, well, what has he been up to? I don't believe anything he says. And you, you have to sneak whole, around to sneak, and find it oh, out for yourself. Oh, my God. No, that's awful. How I couldn't I couldn't. I've lived that life. I don't want to live that life again. The I like this this email gives me anxiety, makes me nauseous, and it gives me heartburn at the idea that I went through anything similar. Mm-hmm. Like and allowed it to happen. And right? allowed it to happen. And yeah. believe and I chose to believe okay. Oh my lord. And my family, I had rifts with my family. It's like they knew something. Hmm. Yeah, and that to that point, your your family they they may they may be upset with you, but they're only upset with you because they they knew that something was. They up. know they, you they, know better. Yeah, and but they also knew that there was something wrong with this yep. whole picture. Something didn't feel right. Now they might not know all of the juicy details about the 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 threesomes and the. And they don't need. They don't to. need to. But I promise you, if they are the type of family and friends that you that you say they are, and the type of family and friends that you believe they are. They are waiting for you to say, you know what, I'm ready to come home and they will allow you back into their back into their hearts and they might even give you a place to stay until you can get back on your feet. Of course, it's harder to pay rent when you're sharing a house with somebody, but sometimes you got to make some sacrifices in order to take care of yourself and be a better you. Um, and, you know, I, I, I could take a lot of this advice to myself in the current place I'm at, but for you right now, you need to put on that life preserver and mm-hmm. get oxygen out. mask. Yeah. You, you, it's, it's that time. And you got the lease until September. Maybe that's, I, I don't know how you want to work this out, but maybe you cut it off now and, and you just say, you know what, you're on your own. Maybe wire in the, you're part of the rent while you're getting back on your feet down in LA. I, I don't know how you, how you can do that if you had the means to you do worry that. about those things later. Yeah. But right now Just, you, need, you need to reach out to your friends and family, tell yeah. them how you feel, tell them what you need. And maybe, maybe they could be Admit your Admit that maybe lifeboat. you've made us made a mistake. Maybe, you know, maybe to yourself, be, what you need to do is be vulnerable with them and let them know, like, I still need you guys. And right now I need you more than ever. And you know, I'm sorry. Yeah. Simple. That was a pretty quick answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was good. That's good. Yeah, I want to. I want to admit, or rather, just give it a little disclaimer. We don't normally say run. We don't normally say break up. We usually say work it out. But this is this just gives me such a, a punch in the gut. Yeah, I don't even want it. I don't even need to hear his side of the no, story. No, I don't want to. No, I, I he don't. He doesn't deserve my time. No, and I think that you've given him too much of yours, and I think it's time for you to take your own power back and and yeah. and live your life for you, and and don't settle for this because this isn't worth settling for. No, and based on just the way that you you write, you're a fairly intelligent person. I think she's yeah. a pretty intelligent. I'm girl. pretty sure. I don't think fair. I think fairly isn't giving her enough I'm, credit. No, I'm being not. I'm trying. I'm not. I'm, I believe she is. Yeah. I believe she is. And I believe that she just needs to hear it from somebody else. So I think what it is, is this is my favorite question to ask. Mm-hmm. Do you love him for who he is? Or do you love him for who he could be? Mm, I like that. That's when you just got to think about that. It's one of those, like, just let it sink in for a little bit and you'll start to see things differently. All right. There's my advice. Run and ask yourself that question, but maybe in the other order. So the next email we have is, uh, it's another lengthy one. So bear with us as we get through it. I'm going to have... Miss Haley, read it for us. It's only about a paragraph longer than the other one. (laughs) (laughs) It just looks longer because it's it's split up. Yeah. um, Um, And her name. Go ahead. Are you going to give her name? Well, she she she... gives it with even a joke. It's it's great. 
to make sure we're not defaming. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You can give it. Right. Th- thank you for making sure I'm smart enough to know the well, difference. Well, I am just, well, I, I this is the first time I've passed an email along for somebody else to read, so <laughs> you okay. may proceed. Uh, so I'm going to read it just in its entirety. So, dear Brandon, I have been wanting to ask someone about this issue for quite some time. While I was away at school, I was unable to keep up with the Rad Show, and I was a little late to the game on your wonderful broadcast. Thank you for this forum where we can ask questions that we might not want to be uh, broadcast to the entire Rad Army. I have been having serious issues with my gender identity since childhood. I was always a tomboy, uh, though my very religious family would not let me cut my hair or dress the part to suit my rough and tumble lifestyle. It didn't help that I went to a private Christian school through second grade that require girls to wear dresses and learn how to be a Christian wife. I had to deal with annoying hair and clothes that made it difficult to fit uh, to easily fit in with my friends who were boys. At the same time, my friends who were girls played the most stupid games. I tried to fit in with them uh, and play the the way I was supposed to, and they looked at me like I was an idiot. I know I played the games wrong somehow. I have always, uh, I have also been recently diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. Mm. So this did help me to understand why I was unable to pick up on the way these girls wanted to play. My ASD also made my long hair absolutely excruciating. Washing it, feeling the long strands cling to my arms, brushing it and hearing the tangles pulling loose, putting my hands in it to braid it up and out of the way. It was all a horrible sensory overload. I actually had three fillings as a child where I had cracked my teeth while gritting them to deal with the horrible hair. Wow. Yeah, I don't, I think that people underestimate the uh, the sensory issues that can come with an autistic The severity disorder. of it. Yeah, it can be, it's, it's, it's like it rewires in the brain that it's like a pain receptor. Hmm. Okay, moving on. In addition to the hair, my religious upbringing made me feel for my entire childhood that God created me just to send me to hell. I knew I liked girls, but I never told my family because my entire identity. Oh, sorry. I knew I liked girls, but I told my family because uh, never told my family because my entire, my teaching told me that they would see me as a horrible sinner. This part might sound stupid, but it helped me to shape my entire identity as shaky as it is. When I was six years old, the labyrinth came out. One of my favorite movies, by the way, I finally saw a man who personified what I felt. So I told my sister that uh, that was going to that I was going to marry the Goblin King. Which if anybody hasn't seen Labyrinth, he plays uh, David Bowie plays the, the Goblin King. She told me that David Bowie would never like a tomboy. So I told her that David Bowie wouldn't mind. That became my mantra for life. Every time I was weird and didn't fit in, I always just told myself that David Bowie wouldn't mind, and it somehow made things better. I never wrote to him to tell him that, and I regret that a lot. His death hit me very hard. Fast forward 30 years, and way more of a story than anyone wants to hear. (laughs) This email is already far too long. No, it's not. That's what the letter writer said. Yeah, I didn't say that. Not not her. (laughs) I married my best friend. We met at a church of all things. Neither one of us are part of organized religion now. We were best friends for 20 years and just decided that we should get married and be best friends forever. I did have some relationships with men and women before that, but none of them felt right. I liked hanging out with men, but they did not stir anything in me sexually. Women were sexy and beautiful, but I could not stand all the female drama. So I married a man. He's awesome. He married me knowing that I prefer women sexually, but he also knows that I love him completely. So if I can't have sex with him for long periods of time, he's okay with it and takes care of himself, though I still feel guilty. I was also taught growing up that sex is for reproduction. And since I can't and don't want to have kids, there's a part of my brain that is programmed to not like sex, even though I don't believe that shit now. And I think the brainwashing of children should be illegal. It is hard to change the programming of early childhood. Girl, I could not agree with you more. Mm -hmm. Now, on to the current gender issues. Am I a cis woman? Obviously not. Am I a straight up lesbian? Cis, cis woman. Yeah, cis, cisgender is um, you're born um, and assigned to the gender that you are. I'm female. I'm born female. That is my gender. Right. I have female genitalia. Mm-hmm. I was born that way. So that's what I am, female. So that's right. the, that that's cis 
S uh, CIS CIS. Yeah. So that's just the way of uh, delineating between those who have are gender neutral or gender binary or maybe uh, transsexual. Mm-hmm. That's how people ha- people in that community identify those of 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 uh, origin original. Basically, sex. I'm a cisgender. I'm a woman. Right. I feel like a woman. I don't like other women. I'm female at birth. I'm female at death. I'm female. Right. Period. Okay. Uh, am I a straight up lesbian? No. Am I gender fluid? Maybe, but I don't know. I know that when I dress as a boy and bind my chest, it makes me happy when someone calls me sir. I have entered Bind, in- binding the chest just to jump in is like literally pushing down mm-hmm. your breasts. So mm-hmm. you appear to be a male. Yeah. It's uh, it's taking the chest down, which believe me, I have my days where I want to tape them down. <laughs> they're a responsibility, man. Mm, they're heavy. They are. Trust me. I, the, especially the big ones. They're yeah. heavy. Okay. I have entered into a career that is almost completely male, and I love being one of the guys when they finally accept me as such. Being an electrical lineman is extremely physical, physically demanding, and my muscles are bulking up accordingly. Um, I want to give a shout out to the linemen out there. I don't know if anybody knows what they actually do, but they're the ones that repair like your power lines. They're, they'll be the ones that hang out of helicopters. And oh, those guys are badass. They don't get enough appreciation. They are badass. Absolutely. Those guys and women and yeah. now women. Yeah. For sure. Like this, this chick is amazing. Mm-hmm. Whatever your gender is, you're amazing. Okay. If you're a lineman, everybody else can suck it. Uh, yeah. Ser- no. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, linemen, they really, they're so underappreciated. Um, back to the email. I love cooking. I love looking in the mirror with my chest bound and seeing the upper body of a fit dude. But when I look down, my thighs have buffed up too. And I have a very curvaceous hips that make me uncomfortable. Though my husband enjoys the fact that I have a great ass, male or female. Hello. <laughs> When I put on a swimsuit, I look like a hella buff woman from the waist down, and my upper body looks like a boy in a bikini. I don't even know which part I hate the most. Strangely, I don't have any dysphoria about my genitals, probably because I find the penis disgusting. So my little vagina, with no excess of extra tissue, almost looks like there's no gender. In fact, my genderless genitals are probably the part of my body with which I am most comfortable. Mm. Why can't my thighs be strong and not look so girly? Why can't my upper body be strong and not always look so boyish? Why can't my boobs just kind of hide until I have a feminine day? Why can't I just be no gender or either gender when it feels right? Why can't my body look the way I feel? I'm not a man. I'm not a woman. I am so in the middle that there is no place for me to rest. It's as if there's a comfortable, it's as if there's a comfortable life on either side I am constantly balancing on a tightrope between the two and someone keeps shaking the rope to make me fall one way or the other. Can't I just put an easy chair on the tightrope? Maybe if I found the right title for what I am, I could find a community that could help me understand it. My husband is so supportive, but even he doesn't understand what it means to be here, not belonging anywhere. This lonely place between the sexes. I am an extreme introvert. Uh, recluse, you might say. So I don't need a lot of friends. However, I sometimes crave just five minutes with one or two people to understand what it means to be here in this exhausting balance act where nothing feels like home. This is a little emotional. Anyway, I don't really expect for you to waste time in the podcast on my little problems. I guess listening to the podcast with you and the lovely Mrs. Brandon just made me feel that it was safe, a safe place to vent. Sorry for the long email. Sorry. This one's getting home for me. No apologies. Sorry for the long email. I, I expect that it will end up tossed as it probably should be. (laughs) This is one of the best ones we've ever gotten. However, I want to thank you for providing a place where I could feel safe to write it. A very grateful maggot. Sarah. Yes. My name is painfully feminine. So first of all, I want you to know, Sarah, you are not alone. There are plenty of people just like you, and I'm glad that you have the strength and the courage to reach out uh, to us because I, I, I wish that I, the lovely Mrs. Brandon said earlier on in this episode that she just wishes she can shake me and say that you're not going to feel like this all yeah. the time. That's kind of how I feel with you, mm-hmm. letter writer. And uh, he's not frustrated with you, though. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I am in no way frustrated. In fact, 
I'm happy for you. I'm happy that you're self self aware because that's what I take away from that entire email is how in tune with with mm-hmm. who you are and where you want to be. You just need a little guidance and a little community to help figure out exactly where you want to be. And I and I, I know there are plenty of places that that we can at least suggest to you on uh, on at least trying to find and reaching out to um, so that you can find that community. So we'll suggest those here in a little bit, but I, I want you to, to go back and, and look at part of that letter that you wrote about you saying, why can't I be both? Why can't I find a comfortable balance? Mm-hmm. Um, and when you say that you're on this tightrope of, of figuring out what gender you are, you have somebody shaking it. Who is that? Somebody address that to yourself first. Don't address that person, whoever that is that tends to shake it. Is it, is it your own mind? Is it your own conscious? Could be society. Is it society? Could because be. if it is, then you could say fuck society. As the, as Jack Harkness would say, Oh, you and your quaint little labels. Jack Harkness is a, uh, for those nerds is he's from Torchwood. And it's Doctor a doctor who, who spinoff. <laughs> I'm, um, but I mean, of all the people we have, we do have some pretty fucked up labels and, we do. and society can really go fuck itself in this, in this sense, because you, you have it almost figured out. You were so close. You were right there. And, and I honestly think that one of your first steps should be maybe seeking a therapist who is transgender friendly, not necessarily saying that you're transgender, but mm, gender but, fluid, gen, uh, gender gen- fluid, I think would be, I would be more comfortable saying. Yeah. Because in this case, in this case, just, just because you do that, that back and forth and man, I, I feel you on so many levels. Um, I would go through one of, um, one of the resources we're going to mention here in a little bit to find the right therapist. True. And and I think that before we pass you along to the true professionals that yeah. would be much more equipped to give you the proper answers that you need, um, I would just say that after we read this email, I went straight to the Google cave to, to start dive, diving into stuff uh, like the symptoms that you were going through and the, the certain situations you were in that, that, that led me to believe that I think you might be uh, suffering from, and I don't want to say suffering from, but you might be have a touch of, you might have a touch of what's called body dysmorphic disorder. And, and I only say that you might be suffering from it because you just don't, you, you don't know what it is exactly yet. And I think maybe this might point you in the right direction on finding out where you land and that it's okay to be where you're at right now. Um, just to give a little background on what body dysmorphic disorder is, it's a, a body image disorder characterized by persistent and intrusive preoccupations with an imagined or slight defect in one's appearance. People with BDD can dislike any part of their body, although they often find fault with their hair, skin, nose, chest, or stomach. In reality, a perceived defect may only be a slight imperfection or non-existent, but for someone with BDD, the flaw is significant and prominent, often causing severe emotional distress and difficulties in daily functioning. I BD- deal with something like this. BDD most often develops in adolescence and teens, and research shows that it affects women and men uh, almost equally. In the United States, BDD occurs in about 2.5% of males and 2.2% of females, and BDD often begins to occur in adolescence, 12 to 13 years of age. Mm-hmm. And it's it like, some, I don't know if, if, if you've already looked into this and you've already written it off, that's fine. But in my research and, and what I've taken away from the email, I feel like signs are pointing to some, sh- some sh- form of body dysmorphic. I think disorder. so, but I don't think it's the umbrella term or for what's going on. I think that it's just part of it. I and really do. I think that the autism spectrum disorder has a huge role in this as well. I, you know, this listener, you bring this up. Um, man, I, I can empathize. I have no idea what that must feel like. No idea. And to also have this gender, gender identity, Uh, question that you're having because I hear you when you say just somebody just give me a label so that I know how to deal with it Mm -hmm. Um, but we're living in a society where we're trying to get rid of labels so that you don't 
have to, so that you don't have to assign yourself something and then stick to it. And I feel like that might be a driving force as to her confusion Mm -hmm. because we all need a label LGBTQ LMNOP because we all belong somewhere. And right. and you don't necessarily, you, you belong right where you are. Mm-hmm. There, there's no club, group, section, sector, county, state where you will fit in anymore because right now you need to, you need to learn how to fit in your own skin. And I, that's why I don't want to say, I, I agree with you. I don't think that the body dysmorphic disorder isn't just an umbrella oh, thing. Oh, I think that it's will, there though. But I think that that's a good Starting point, like maybe an arrow to point her in the right direction to yeah. figure out what it is. And and you're right. I, we are not professionals. We are not psychiatrists. Mm-hmm. I am not trained in any of this. But I, I do know that there are LGBT communities in Sacramento and Reno, which are predominantly most listened to areas that, mm-hmm. that our, our show broadcast to yeah she didn't mention exactly where she was from i can only assume sacramento area well we can't but assume but i can't really Sa- so in sacramento if you want to reach out to the lgbt community center it's called saccenter.org that's a website it's called the sacramento lgbt community center and the address again is sac s-a-c center.org or you can go to uh there, they, there's a just an online counseling service that might be another good start. If you don't want to go straight to uh, your local one, you can do it online. There's a place called pridecounseling.com. That's LGBT counseling online available anytime, anywhere. I'm not endorsing them. This is just based on my research. Uh, Pridecounseling.com. And let me pull up the Reno LGBT. I believe it's ourcenter.org. Yes. Our center, Reno.org. There it is. O-U-R-C-E-N-T-E-R, Reno.org. That's the LGBT community in Reno. Um, and just, I, I, I want to really stress the fact that, that Sarah, you, you are a beautiful human being and you deserve all of the happiness and the love in your, in your life and in your world. And I'm so happy to hear that you have a supportive husband who may not understand everything right away, but is empathetic towards you and doesn't, doesn't stifle you, isn't putting you down, isn't holding you back from being who you are, embraces who you are, no I matter what. I love your husband. Oh my gosh. You, you <laughs> right? Guys, like that's like the least of her worries. And that makes me so happy. After everything you've been yeah. through in your life, that is one of the best things you can have right now. I think is it's beautiful. That, is that support system? I think it's a beautiful relationship that you've got going on. Absolutely. And I, I would just stress that I hope that you find somebody that you can talk to that, that it's at least a professional that might be able to put you in the right direction. And maybe body dysmorphic disorder is just that carrot that you need to follow Mm -hmm. to, to get to that next level of where you're at in your, in your, in your journey of self exploration and finding out what identity you are. And maybe you don't need an identity. Maybe you're just Sarah. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Just and maybe you, maybe you just want to, if you don't want to look like you've got, you know, uh, a woman physique on the lower half of your body and you want to match the more masculine physique on the upper half, maybe buy men's jeans. Maybe, maybe wear men's clothing that make you feel comfortable. And if people look at you funny in public for wearing men's clothes, pound, tell them to pound sand. <laughs> There's no reason for somebody to judge you for you being who you are. And, and unfortunately we don't live in a society that is open and welcome to a lot of people, a lot of different types of walks of, of life. Um, but that you got to start somewhere and starting within is where you're going to find your own peace and your own happiness. Yeah. Your worth is not defined by your image or your physique or your gender or your gender. It really isn't. So don't put too much stock. But I understand where she's coming from when she, you know, when you want to not be so girly one day and be a little more girly the other day. And And wanting to fit in. And wanting to fit in and wanting to know that, like, you you belong somewhere. You do belong. You belong. You're supposed to be here. You are exactly where you're supposed to be right now. You are doing great. Yeah. 
I I actually want to see a picture. You sound hot. <laughs> yeah, Sarah, send us a picture. Send us a picture. Yeah, like we, you we, sound amazing. I mean, we're not gonna be all uh, we're not gonna be all uh, you know superficial and wanting to to just Google no. I just you, think you sound like a beautiful. I know. I know. Like it's so bad. You sound like a beautiful. You just human being. sound like a beautiful human being, but, and I just don't want you. I, I at the same time, I don't want you to put that much stock in it. Yeah. Like you know, I lost a bunch of weight when I a few years. Well, actually, just before I met Brandon, and every time I look in the mirror, it's all I see. Mm. So it takes a lot of convincing to get through it. Yeah. It's kind of a daily routine for me. So what Haley is saying is, you are beautiful on the inside and out. Mm-hmm. You are a badass person, but too. send nudes, <laughs> please, just for me, just for just for. The and misses. I'm totally straight. I promise. <laughs> Straight-ish. I'm straight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do it for this week's episode. If you have any questions, comments, or anything you want to share, you can email us at rad at radradio.com, or you can join us on our Facebook group. Just search in the Facebook bar, Rad Broadcast, and uh, click to join. We'll accept you and start interacting. Until next week, namaste, bitches. The Rad 